1: have you with us, and uh, Dave Ritchie will join us in this half hour. Frank Bodani, York Daily Record final half hour, but first, our play-by-play call of the day. Another milestone for Sidney Crosby.
2: the Kessel. Angles a board pass up. A beautiful
1: one ends up over to Gensel. Shoots and scores! Jake Gensel from the lightweight circle beats Price, and the Penguins have a 5-3 lead. Now give me back my old 700 career assist for Sidney Crosby. The call by Mike Lang on the Penguins radio network. All right. So, is he solo or does he have his compatriot? The chief is solo. Just, I won't feel comfortable till the interview's over. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Dave, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing great, Steve. It's a pleasure to be here as usual, and thanks for having me on. Uh, this uh,
1: hi, give me the, this high school all star um, get together. Uh, how important has this been over the years, just to showcase
3: some of the great talent in the area? Well, the uh, Northumberland County Recreation Board uh, has a, a scholarship they give out to. Every one of the Northumberland County schools at the end of the year, it's a scholarship, small scholarship for an outstanding male and female athlete. And one of the ways to raise money was the all-star game to, uh, you know, to get some money. We don't make a lot of money. But what this game does, it gives uh, some of the best players in our area and the surrounding counties a chance to play one more time before their high school career is over, and they also get to play with uh, a lot of players that uh, they were opposing on the court. So we get, try to get the best seniors from all the schools and uh, get together and just have a good time.
1: And and over the years, this has also been beneficial for everybody across the board. And it's also great. They probably – it's one thing to compete against somebody, but then you get to actually know them when you go through even a practice
3: together. Yeah, well, the, the interesting thing about these games is a lot of times we don't know who's going to show up until the last minute because of the, the playoff situation. And we always try to have it at the end uh, – the last uh, Sunday in – in March, so that usually is this Sunday right after the PIAA finals are over in in Hershey. So there, once in a while, there's a practice, but a lot of times the kids show up and the coaches put them together real quick and they go out and uh, they do their thing. They do do their thing. All right, talk about what it takes to organize this. Well, first of all, thank, well, I'm very thankful to the Shikalimi School District for allowing us to use their gymnasium, their field house, and that's the first thing you have to do is you have to find a, a place to play. In the years past, we've had it at Lourdes, and they've been very good at, at hosting the games before. This year, we moved it to Shikalimi mainly because uh, I had, uh, uh, I have, well, being a teacher and a, a former teacher and a coach there, it was I was more familiar with that area. So we, we get that. The next thing is you, you've got to get the word out to the schools and ask the coaches to nominate or or send us. Uh, we usually ask for two seniors and uh, to play in the game. So that's the two big things. Uh, we try to get the kids. I shouldn't say we try. We do get them a jersey to wear with a number on and, and the Northumberland County logo on it. Uh, you try to uh, just to. Uh, gets you need people to run a basketball game just like you would any other game. so we get a lot of volunteers to help with the scoreboard keeping the book the, all the officials we'll have six officials there they're all volunteering it's it's like any other basketball game that usually the ad in the school does but now we have some people on the on the rec board that get it all together communication is communication is the tough part making sure you get out and talk to uh all the coaches and all the athletic directors
1: yeah, and then again, the key is who ends up showing up because everybody has
3: different things they're doing this time of the year. Yeah, well, we we'd like to have it later, but you know, we run into all the spring sports, and this works out pretty good because you're still in a situation where the weather's pretty cold, and there aren't too many uh, other sporting events that are that are being handled at this time. It's uh, I I looked at the roster for the boys. The surrounding county roster is really, that's a good basketball team. I would love i would love to coach them. Uh, Andre Roop, the uh, head basketball coach at Mifflinburg, has graciously said he would take on that job. And, and so that's great. And Gene Bruno, uh, the coach at Milton High School, is going to coach the Northumberland County All-Stars, which also has some very good athletes on it. The one thing that we're going to miss is we're not going to be able to have any of the Lord's players because uh, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but fortunately, they'll be playing in the state playoff game on Monday, the finals, all right, against Kennedy Catholic. Yeah, they had to push everything back because of snow, right? Yes, they did. If they would have played today at 2 o'clock, there might have been a chance we got a couple of seniors from from lords and uh coach sandry uh his team is uh they remind me a lot of syracuse they play that zone and they just people aren't used to playing it uh, uh, playing against a good zone and the offenses seem to sputter so they've got some talent on that team and they would be uh very welcomed in the all-star game and uh, and of course the facility means a lot you get a chance to play here in chicago I I basically really like our field house. It's, it, you know, it's not the biggest field house, but it has some of the best lighting. And uh, it's easy in and out for people to get into the bleachers. And every time that uh, Athletic Director Tim Ford has had events there, and we... Shiklamie has had their share of district games and state games this year. They do a great job. Uh, there's never seems to be any problems. They've got a very good staff that that work there, and many of them are going to be working this game too.
1: Yeah. Um, what about getting volunteers to help out with this, organizing that, just to make sure the event runs smoothly?
3: You got to have a lot of friends, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you do. Well, we do. You we, earned them. We have uh, uh, like. For example, Ted uh sings the National Anthem before every Shikolami basketball game. He also helps run the clock. And uh, I asked Ted if he'd sing the National Anthem, and he said, sure. And then he said, do you need some help with the clock? And I said, yes. So he and his partner, Robert Belonis, are going to run, run that clock. It's, people step forward uh, and help you, but sometimes if you just ask, uh, it helps. Mike Elder, who's our trainer at Shikolami, I went and asked him if he could be there Sunday night. He will be there. So, there's uh, uh, Jim Bell, who's the uh, public address announcer. I talked to him, and he says, "Yeah, I'd gl- be glad to do it." And and Dave McDermott, who keeps the book, uh, he's going to be there too. So, it, w- it actually that help was very easy to come by this time. And the officials, yeah. the officials. Uh, yeah. Tommy, Tommy Aber, who is the head of our rec, uh, board, he's also a uh, former official. He also rates the officials. He goes to games and, and actually rates them. He got uh, six guys to come, three for the girls and three for the boys game. So you, you just go to your friends and ask if they can help you out. Well, wow. how about getting tickets for this? Well you can get tickets at the door. Uh it's basically uh it's five dollars for adults, two dollars for students, and if you have a, a child that's not in school yet they can get in for free. So uh the doors will open probably at five o'clock for the uh sh- for the girls game at six. So uh we're hoping that we get people to come out, uh it's 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 an enjoyable evening because you get to see most of the best basketball players in the three four county area in one night. Yeah, they're not they haven't played together before but they're still a lot of fun to watch. A lot of kids, very good outside shooters. We got a couple of nice big kids that play inside. So that we're hoping we get people that love the game to come out and watch and watch these kids one more time, you know, get a good crowd there, and uh, I think the kids have earned it because they put pro- most of them have put in four solid years of playing the sport, and uh, that's that's our hope. Uh, you know, you always get parents and grandparents and brothers and sisters to these games, but we're sure. hoping uh, Schicklem is pretty centrally located, so we're hoping we can get more people out. How gratifying is this event for you? I love basketball. Uh, I wish they would have had all-star games when I played. Not to say that I would have made the all-star team. But uh, I just... I, I, I watch... Uh, a lot of basketball during the year, and I and by doing the Shikalimi games with Kevin, I see a lot of good uh, players. Unfortunately, I get to see them when they play Shikalimi. and right. I'd like to watch them watch them throughout the year. And there is not the media like there is in college that you can go around and watch the good players. So now I'm going to get a chance to uh, to call the game and also to watch some of the best in the area, and and it's for a good cause too. The the scholarship fund is uh, is something that uh, the northumberland county uh commissioners have you know asked the board to take care of of situations like this and uh i i just feel good about you know giving something back to uh to a a, a sport that has given so much to me and that's the way just about everybody on the committee feels too
1: Dave, good luck with this. I think it's going to be a great, great event. Uh, in the fact that you're involved with it, it's going to make it even better. Appreciate
3: it very much, and hope everything goes really, really well. Well, thank, thank you, Stephen. And, and one more thing, Steve, I have no idea where Kevin's at. I have not talked to him for about two weeks. So uh, oh, since we, before vacation? Yes, yeah, since okay. before uh, uh, we talked a little bit about the promo for the game. And uh, we're actually going to we're actually going to try to to uh, talk to some of the kids that are playing in the game and see what their futures are and what their careers are, and uh, I think that's going to be a plus. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous about everything going off, but uh, we'll oh, just we'll just see what happens.
1: It'll be fun. I mean, really, it'll be fun. You've got too many good people around you; they'll allow it to fall fall into place. Now, as for not knowing where he is, Dave. <laughs> Dave, I mean, I'm listening. He, he has shut himself off from the world. I mean, he—he's—we're uh, watching now a power-hungry individual,
3: Bill Walsh. Uh, well, I do know he's going to have to call me soon because trout season starts, and I'm usually his fishing oh, partner. Ride. So, so yeah. Dave, yes, Dave, and his, and his Dave, partner, Dave. He went out and bought his own
1: stream. Uh, it's yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> Well, I hope he lets me fish. Or in it. I mean, this <laughs> digital media thing is just like it's. It's uh, he saw him <laughs> oh, he bought well. his own stream.
4: Uh,
1: now, uh, now the Anders, the Andersons whose property's up against the stream, don't know he bought it. Oh, okay, <laughs> but but he
3: claims he did. That's news to me. Uh, he didn't tell me yet, Steve. So I guess he's waiting to surprise me. <laughs> Yeah, believe me, it'll be a surprise to him, too. All right. <laughs> Dave, thanks so much. Thank, thank Look for, you, Steve. Good luck. Hey, and, and good luck with uh, listen, good luck with the Penn State. I've, I've been watching them. It, it's fantastic what they're doing. So uh, let's bring home the NIT, okay? Yep, Mississippi State, that'll be on
1: Tuesday night. It's the 9 o'clock game, and we'll be on at 8.30 with America's longest pregame show. Yeah, I got (laughs) you. Good luck with that. Good call. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate it. Dave Ritchie, the Chief. This All-Star Game is a great annual event. It's going to be at Shickalumi High School. Looking forward to it coming up at the uh, Phil Lockoff Gym. We will come back with more in a moment as we continue. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. Ah. Now I remember when Dave, and who's one of the nicest people on the face of the earth and proud to call Dave Ritchie a friend, I remember the days when he and the suit were tight. <laughs> And now I'm starting to
4: realize that, <laughs> you know. Ugh, just, those were the days, my friend. It just seemed to never uh, end. Uh, uh, you know, it's just,
1: <laughs> I, I I see stuff like this. It's just, it's disturbing. Yeah. You know, it, I find it's, it's a couple of good friends, tight forever. Now it's... Uh, <laughs>
4: Five forty-five Sunday afternoon will be the airtime of those All-Star games here on WKOK. let will make sure we got the time in there.
1: Yes, yes, that's perfect. Yes. Uh, and the game, the games, its first games at six, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. Dave said, "I don't know when I'm going to see him again." I said, "Well, when's the next?" Th-? <laughs> and I said, "Was it the next time he needs something?" <laughs> <laughs>
4: Well, like he said, you know, first day of Trout, and then after that it'll be the Purdy Tournament. So,
1: Well, the Purdy Tournament, I want Dave. I'm the one that asked Dave to go to the Purdy Tournament. We
4: were just talking during the break, and uh, Dave is in. And one call to Craig Fogle, and Craig will be in again.
1: Dave, Dave plays a nice game. Yep. Craig plays a really nice game.
4: So there you go. Sounds like your foursome's locked up for May 2nd. There you go. No, we need a fourth. Okay. It's not funny. I do have someone in mind. I do have someone in mind. Oh, good. Craig (coughs) Stadler? (laughs) I'm just wondering. No, I was thinking about Greg Wetzel.
1: Ah, Wetzel would be good. He'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, He would be. Now, has he ever hit a bridge?
4: (laughs) I mean, I'll, te- I'll, I'll text I'll, him. I'll ask him.
1: I need one playing partner that's hit a bridge before. So,
4: <laughs> a qualification of that, yours that I did not expect.
1: I, I guess. Uh, let's be honest. With you. I guess that's just something that you know where the suits the one qualifier. <laughs> Too bad we can't have five, man. Wow, that's hmm. That's uh, we've <sighs> only played golf a few times. I have so many stories from this dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, seriously, it's I mean, so many stories about hitting bridges, almost killing everybody. I right? the Setting... in 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 Boston. He's got a wicked slice, man. <laughs> <It's> wicked. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he does, man. He does. He's got a wicked slice. Then he starts, but then he'll go out and he'll start playing. He'll actually, like, you know, like, usually by the end of the round, he starts hitting the ball down the middle.
4: I know it sounds like I'm giving him credit here, but I am. (laughs) It's like, where were you three hours earlier?
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, at this point, you do know we're out of the tournament, right? (laughs) Uh,
3: Yeah. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah, that was a great time last year. We we're all, we we're just yeah. chopping up a whole bunch of topics, oh, yeah. and then we got talking about Brockmire. By the way, Brockmire is coming back next month, new season. Uh, that, Can't it, wait.
1: Ra- Randy Isles, good friend of mine. Randy Isles is a huge Brockmire fan. He'll walk up to you, and go, "Hey, Steve, Brockmire." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and of course, you know, I always tell the Hank Hank Azaria story all the time too, about the football, about the Super Bowl media day. And he goes up to Michael Robinson. Uh, Hank would not be a post player in a basketball team, but he is a a brilliant, brilliant talent, brilliant talent. And uh, I mean, that show is pretty good. I mean, it is good. Uh, now that's not how it is in real life, okay people? <laughs> we don't go we don't go into the booth with a flask. We don't do that. <laughs> uh, now there's some people who probably listen to this show that think I have been, but no.
4: <laughs> not true. No, Springwater. water. No, no, that's Perrier. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, if, well, Jack brings Perrier into the booth. You right. know that, right? Yeah, yes. Right, yeah, he brings in Perrier or Pomfomus. That's right, Pomfomus. That's when now, now we know we're on a real roll. <laughs> and he'll bring. He says, "He says this is this is for good luck. We need to do this for luck." I said, "Okay." <laughs> oh my goodness, we do have fun up there, but it is. Uh, Good, clean, fun. We don't uh, don't uh, take it beyond that. Uh, yeah, it, it, in the old days, believe me, I have heard stories in the old days of the old flask being used in certain certain broadcast booths. But now we don't do that. Frank Bodani, next half hour. And we'll continue with our series of Where is the Suit? I think we could sell that. No?
4: Not to be confused with Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego?
1: Or Where's Waldo? (laughs) It's not funny. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Rated Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf.
0: Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Rated Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Big East uh, cert, uh, Committee. Has reached some of the same conclusions the Pac 12 has. They would like to see two and none in college basketball. Now they can't do anything about it because the NBA has to change the rule. And, you know, the, the. When you look at what they want to do with two and none, in other words, if you want to be a high school player that wants to go directly to the NBA, you can enter the NBA draft. But if you elect to go to a college, you have to be there for two years. That's what they want to propose as a two and none. Now, the NBA, again, here's the issue the NBA has from the ownership side. You know, one is the maturity of the league, right? That's one. But they don't want to be scouting high schools, Oh great! I got to go to Lower Marion High School again to kind of scout They want to be able to go to the Duke North Carolina game and one stop shopping and look at players. You know, they want to be able to go to a USC UCLA game and look at players. Give them a better idea of what they have, what they don't have, as opposed to going to some high school and going, okay, the the other high school may have somebody that's no bigger than six foot four and you're recruiting this 6869 guy who's just going to crush him. Oh, I got a lot out of that. But they don't want to they don't want to they don't want to recruit. They don't want to go out and have to scour high schools for the draft. That's what what they don't want to do. Now, they could just I mean, they could call the high school expert, but nobody can find the suit. I'm right here. I, I didn't oh, so, realize
5: I was that popular. So,
1: so Dave left the building, <laughs> and now you show
5: up. I, I was I was unavailable to be here with David at the same time today. It was unfortunate. I would have liked to have been here. We haven't uh, we we haven't hung out since the end of the basketball season. We he said talked on the phone a lot. Said
4: he he hasn't heard from you in
5: two weeks. That's not true. We've talked on the phone a couple of times. <laughs> I mean we're getting our f- listen the important part is we're getting the fishings planned out. That's the important part. First day of trout is getting planned.
4: That's cuz you need a ride to the creek. As
5: soon as as soon as basketball is done here on Sunday, it's fishing time.
1: How have things be going fishing for sales? Great. <laughs> Great and more successful than when I trout fish.
5: Well, that's not much. You, just make, one, you make one sale, that you bad beat of your trout fishing number. <laughs> wow. no, well, last year we did have one issue, trout fishing, where I had the line end up wrapping around the spindle of the reel, and I had a nice rainbow trout on because I could see it would have broke the water, and it sna- the line snapped because it got wrapped around the inside of the reel. And about a half hour later, the guy fishing on the other side of the bank from me ends up reeling it in and going, "Oh, there's more line here." And I'm like, yeah, "That would probably be the one that I lost." And it was about a 12-13 inch rainbow trout. It was very discouraging at that moment. But that so. that's my fishing that's my fishing career right there. That is it in one brief story.
1: So, in other words, a four-inch pumpkin seed uh, was was <laughs> was brought in by you. <laughs>
5: That's worse than the one that got away. That's the one that never made it on shore, and then the other guy catches it for you. He actually hooked my line and brought it in. He's there pulling it in, like, hand over hand. He's like, do you want so it? I'm like, no, 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 you caught it. It's yours.
1: So, it'll be the 54th and final time Indies on ABC.
5: Yeah, I was really surprised by that. Uh, Losing the 500, first time since 1965, after this year, that the Indy 500 will not be on ABC.
1: Hopefully we can find it. All right, so...
5: uh. Actually, NBC is really (laughs) excited because uh, their numbers have been up. Oh. When they cover IndyCar racing, the uh, numbers are actually higher. They've they've seen and, and of course they lost Formula One now to ESPN so they have plenty of time <laughs> yeah, now to do open loss. wheel racing.
1: That's a huge
5: loss. Well, there is at least an American team in Formula One now. The drivers <laughs> the drivers weren't the last couple of years, but at least the team was an American team. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is fun. There's your open wheel fix for the week. For the month. Maybe I'm, the year. I'm good to lending. I'm good to lending. <laughs> Probably the year.
1: I, I think I'm pretty good until, I don't know, when the NBC <laughs> contract runs out. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
4: we don't know when. I just heard it was a multi-year deal. I well, didn't know I, when that's yes. going to be. I want to
1: I wanna say seven.
4: I
5: don't know if that's right or not, though. Seven runs in my head that it was a seven-year deal.
4: With an option for an eighth?
5: Yeah, I'm not sure who has the option. <laughs> That's, All what right, to, that's what happened to me on this show. I had an option for another year and Steve decided not to take the and option. And then I came in. Yeah, yeah, then decided, I showed up. He decided not to take the option.
1: I had nothing to do with it. No. <laughs> zero. Just, I, I had zero to do with this. It's true, that is but correct.
5: It's, it's much more fun in my story.
4: Where were you on vacation, by the way?
5: Uh I actually spent spring break with with Daniel. In Reading? No, no, he came home. He came home and we just kind of hung out and did stuff around the house. Well,
1: that's cool. Yeah. Like his Spanish class? All right. that's. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right.
5: right. every, every, every time during the holidays when Feliz Navidad comes on, I, I said, can you translate it? No. <laughs> he said he translates it for you in the song. <laughs>
1: Oh, all right, let's bring in Frank Bodani, York Daily Record. Frank, how
2: are you? Yeah, you guys have a lot of fun here, huh?
1: You might That's as funny. well. What the heck? You might as well have some fun in the doggone thing. I mean, is life really that serious at times?
2: <clears throat> no, the first day of spring, you know, we're just shoveling out down here. Yeah, good. I shoveled six
1: inches of spring off my walk this morning. I was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a yeah. lot of fun.
2: yeah. Uh, Frank, but no snow on Tuesday at Pro Day, so that was it was a good time, I think, for everybody.
1: Yeah, I would think. I think it, I, it probably would have been. Um, you don't get the best vantage point of everything, but you also get into a lot of conversations. So, Frank, what was it like covering Pro Day, and what stuck out to you about it?
2: Um, more guys, more media, just more people. Um, last year was the first one I was too. This was a lot more ramped up. You know, if nothing else, because Saquon was there, even though he didn't really do anything, drew the biggest crowd, and he still was a story, you know, talking about his life, his new baby coming, um, so on and so forth. So he kind of stole the show a little bit without working out. I thought um, some of the guys, though, that didn't go to the Combine, I thought, uh, impressed. Or some of the guys who went to the Combine but didn't do certain things there. I think right away Saeed Blacknell really... Stands out. You almost forget about that guy, but always talented. You know, um, ran a great forty time. looked really smooth uh, running pass routes. I think he definitely helped himself. Didn't even go to the combine, but he had to help himself big time. We could start with there. I think most of the guys helped themselves.
1: Yeah, so starting uh, with
2: him, Sean yeah. Hamilton with a nice forty time. Uh, you know, so on and so forth.
1: Yeah, Blacknell ran a four three nine. Which, yeah. look, that's that's going to help him along the way. A guy like Curtis Cothran, it looked like he slimmed down a little bit, and uh, maybe he's trying to get himself into defensive end shape, but my understanding was he helped himself.
2: Yeah, he ran well. I think he's mentioned at least to one reporter that he's going to balk himself back up, obviously. Okay. He was down to about 283, um, but he ran well. Um, I think his broad jump was good, strength good. Um, even guys that you don't really maybe completely are sold on having a great chance at a pro career, like Colin Castagna, uh, yeah. some of his numbers were really good. I don't think anybody ever questioned his strength. I mean, Franklin would talk about him, but 30, 30 reps on, on the bench press stands out. And, um, I think he did well in his other things as you know as well and i think um i think everybody seems really loose there and i think deshaun hamilton talked about it it's tough at the combine i mean you're there in that arena doing your thing one at a time when everybody's watching you here you're around your friends your buddies your familiars. i think it was easier for guys
1: it's interesting. This kind of training is also different than football training in a lot of ways. <laughs> you have to train like you're a track guy to do something like this. I always sense, and I don't know what you, you know, if you got this sense on Tuesday, because obviously I was in Milwaukee Tuesday. I wasn't here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, uh, but they always seem to be relieved when that part of the process is over with.
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being a football player and wanting to – have your money and your hopes and your dreams, basically, depending on how you come out of a track stance. Yeah. You know, that's not what you're about. So all of a sudden, you have to stop what you're about and train for this particular thing and, and look at it in a way for, for Barkley. So he everybody the Combine, but I think people close to Penn State and Franklin said it on Monday, his numbers didn't really wow people that know him. That's right. You know? Right? So he spent all this time, and I don't know about money, but all this time training for the combine, when in some ways it's such a crapshoot. I mean, he I don't think he did as well in some of those events as what his own head coach had seen him do earlier at different places.
3: Yeah,
1: because... It's
2: not football stuff completely.
1: Right, and that's why, when, for example, um, James, I think, mentioned the other day that... Uh, Barkley had seen him do thirty four at two twenty five. Most I'd ever seen him do was thirty, and he did. 20. Yeah, I
2: guess what he did lift for life. Right? Yeah,
1: he did. Tw- and he did twenty nine of the combine. He's run four three three before, so for disappointment. I him. imagine having a disappointing day personally, and having everybody go, "Wow, you're awesome," because <laughs> they didn't expect any of that.
2: Well, right, it's weird to me. It's almost like people don't know who he is or something. I'm thinking, God, all you do is put in a tape. You've seen what he can do. How does this surprise so many people? I, That's the whole mess thing I got from him. and I guess because we cover him all the time. But it's not like he was under the radar.
1: And this, um, yeah, exactly. And this is a question I don't know the answer to, and I don't know if it was brought up. Did he say what his weight is right now?
2: Ah, uh, You know, I he didn't say it when I was there. Okay. So I don't know.
1: He yeah, because remember he was two thirty three at the combine, and said he wanted to get down a couple pounds.
2: I think Kesicki's weight fluctuated. He talked a little bit about that, but I don't remember Barkley doing that. So do everybody that? was too worried about him being a dad. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a that's a great story for him. Uh, what about the interesting Kesicki along the way? Because now you've got enough people that are saying that he might be tail end first round.
2: Well, I mean, to me, it's it's weird in a sense with him. I always look at him as a receiver,
4: really. Yeah, right.
2: Penn State talked about losing a tight end. I almost never even looked at him as a tight end at Penn State. He never. He hey, it's all the credit in the world to him. I think he tried his best. He really improved his blocking. Mm-hmm. He was never a good blocking tight end. Right. So make him, let him be what he is. He's a. He was basically a an extra-tall receiver at Penn State. He's going to be an extra-tall receiver in the NFL. Um, so he is what he is, but what he is is pretty easy.
1: Well, and I think that's
2: yeah. what he's proven.
1: And, Frank, yeah. I think what helps him, now, I know he didn't play basketball at this level, but he was a two-time Jersey State Player of the Year in basketball. I think the success of guys like Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham, uh, Tony Gonzalez, they're all basketball players playing that spot. I think that. It helped, it I think that helped him. The
2: last three years, he played football passes as if they were going up for rebounds. Right. And stuff. And exactly. That definitely helped him. That enabled when he didn't come down with one of those balls. I think it might have been the Fiesta Bowl. One of those passes in the end mm-hmm. zone. Yeah. We were almost surprised, right? Because he was getting every one for two years.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Anything near him. Yeah,
1: so. On to the current team. Uh James Franklin at his press conference on Monday. What what's your gauge on the current team?
2: That they're finally to the place where they're getting to where they're just filling in a little bit here, a spot there, a spot here. And he may not have talked like that Maybe he didn't come out and maybe say that, but that's what I get from it, is that they're beyond this whole loading up the depth, hoping people don't get hurt. Massive fill ins. They're the part now where, hey, we lost a couple of guys. We have some young safeties. We just need to find the right guy, not this overhaul anymore. From the, you know, we're not loading mounds of dirt into the foundation anymore. And that's really, I think, a great spot to be coming off two seasons like they are because, yeah, they, you know, they still are looking for a middle linebacker, but most of the places on their team like their offensive line it finally has the depth even if guys get hurt you shouldn't worry they're really at where their upper tier opponents have been you know they're finally there and it's just picking out a Lamont Wade moving here and um you know a Cam Brown developing a little more there they they're real close. That's that's what I get out
1: of it. And then the the next part of this too is that you lose a Saquon Barkley, but could you potentially gain more yards in your rushing game this year because you still have some talented backs there, but you also have an offensive line that is that has the potential to have made progress to make that happen. Would that be a fair assessment?
2: Oh, well, yeah, I think I think a lot of us uh media types would predict Miles Sanders to have as much maybe more rushing yards in Saquon Penn State to run the ball more effectively overall than last year. It has nothing to do with Saquon. It's just that their line is better. Teams won't be selling out everything in the world to stop their number one running threat. It's going to be a whole different way Not maybe not that they play, but that teams play them. and It might help them in some ways not to have it won't help them. Not that Barkley, and that they lose a home run threat. But in some ways, more balance. It's things are going to be more flowing through different parts. I think easier than worrying about how do you get the best guy in the field the ball. You yep. know, and I think sometimes it seemed like to us it became that they had to. And I understand it. Why wouldn't you, right? But they've tried so hard to get the best guy in the field the ball that at times it seemed like maybe it was a little. I don't know. I hate to say dysfunctional, but it just didn't work as smooth sometimes. Then they adjusted, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah,
1: uh, I, I do. I understand what you're saying. And here's here's a part that I think it's going that I think is a little underplayed on Barkley's presence. Barkley, you know, we know he can do what he has his hands in the ball. He became a better blocker, as evidenced by the touchdown that won the Iowa game. He picked up the blitz. We see what he's done as a receiver. But here's an area that that is very hard to replace. Saquon Barkley, the decoy. I thought a lot of things opened up just on, on fakes to him.
2: Yeah, and they did, and I think Penn State overall adjusted really well in the second half. They just threw the ball. Yep. They gave. They did what teams gave them, and they looked comfortable doing it. It's just, it's you know, it just comes back, honestly, to the couple of the two games they lost. If they win those two games, we don't talk about any of this probably look the same way. Um, but you're right. I think him as a decoy, so they're going to have to own everything a little bit more. They're going to have to earn it a little more. But I just think that they have – goes back to that depth that they developed and the younger guys – that they have coming in to supplement it, I think they'll be able to be okay because their overall offense is going to be better, stronger, more experienced, not this type of option, but other types of options to help. They're going to make up for it as a a whole, not with maybe one guy,
1: but as a whole. Yeah, Frank, I agree with that. And, Frank, how do you look at the defensive part? And, and obviously, there's going to be a fascination of many about Micah Parsons.
2: Mm -hmm. A lot of pressure on that kid, in a sense. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because, I mean, that's a lot to ask of any true freshman to come in from day one and be your middle linebacker. Um, He's going to have to get help, and he's going to have to have guys step up around him. So, I mean, Cam Brown needs to take the next step, has to. Uh, Same for Koa Farmer. I mean, they don't have anything else proven, really, behind those guys. Those guys can't falter. they got to help Micah and Alice brooks has to be able to mm-hmm. be able to play too i mean they have to have guys take the next step there because so many of them are just names to us you know we don't know really what they can do um and i think they're gonna have to this defense may have to be led by their secondary in a lot of ways i mean their secondary their cornerbacks could be so good <laughs> And you're hoping, if you're a Penn State fan, that some of the switches at safety will complement that. But their back end could be great, could be great, and that might have to help the transitions of some of the, you know, finding the new defensive tackles, finding the new middle linebacker. That and and the and the ends. I mean, you got like six guys playing defensive end. Yeah. Who are a couple of them going to end up being terrors or not? Finally.
1: Well. Right. You know? Because I think the biggest, uh, there'll be several elements for parts, say it works out for him, a middle linebacker. Well, one of the biggest elements that will be is that you know he played a lot of defensive end in high school and so forth. If you go inside, the traffic pattern is so dramatically different inside than outside. I think if he can get used to that, you know we all know what he is as an athlete, but if he can out quickly, that's I think what opens the door for him to having to being effective in that spot.
2: Well, let's tell you what. Insiders know that he's more than just all the physical stuff.
1: That's right, that smart. He
2: has football instincts, even at his age, because if they didn't, they wouldn't be trying him there right yep. now. I mean, they wouldn't even be doing it. But they know that he's more than the crazy athleticism. So I think you're right. If he can handle it, and it's maybe not as much of a stretch that he can, and then just go from there, you know, see how the other guys develop. I mean, he doesn't have to play middle linebacker his whole career. Let's just see how he does at first, and um, yeah, it's going to be Brent Price, I'm sure, up for the challenge. You know, he's excited about trying yeah. to make this work in a different way. Um, and everything around them can help, Micah. You know, if they're really great off the edge with Sharif Miller and Shane Simmons and those guys, then that will help maybe ease up some of the responsibility. I mean, if offenses are worried about getting killed on the left and the right all the time, it might make it a little Micah,
1: Frank, it is always a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you soon.
2: Yes, awesome. Have a great finish to basketball season. Okay.
1: Appreciate it, Frank, very much. <laughs> All
2: right. All right. Enjoy. Take care, guys.
0: Your station for news, weather, business, and CBS Sports Radio. News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury and on WKOK.com.